Welcome to this episode of Industries in Transition, a holistic look at the challenges, triumphs and lessons learned as businesses drive change to build a sustainable future. There's no getting away from it. We're already in the midst of a climate crisis. The time to decarbonize is now and fast. I'm Anisha Tank, and welcome to this podcast where we talk about the Carbon Impact Exchange. It's a trading platform that makes carbon, its usage and distribution more visible than ever before. And it takes partnership to solve a global problem. CIX brings together DBS Bank, Standard Chartered, Tamasek and the Singapore Exchange. And with that, it's my pleasure to introduce our panel. Mikkel Larsen, CEO of SIX and DBS Chief Sustainability Officer, joins us. Hi, Mikkel. How are you? Hi, I'm well. Thank you for having me. Always good to talk to you. We also have with us Ms. Neo Gim Hui, who is Managing Director, Climate Change Strategy at Tomasic. Hey, Gim, how are you? Hi, everyone. Joining us also, Harry Cho, Head of Sustainability and Sustainable Finance at SGX. Exciting times, Harry. Good to speak to you. Hi there. Thanks for having me, too. And joining us all the way from London, Daniel Hanna, Global Head, Sustainable Finance, Standard Chartered. Hey, Daniel, how are you? Hi, I'm Anisha. I'm fine, thanks. Hope you are well too. Yes, we are. Always good to talk to you. All right, well, let's dive straight in and talk about CIX. What's it all about? Mikkel, let's begin with you. It must be an incredibly exciting time to be at the helm of something that's being viewed by some as a bit of a revolutionary exchange. And that really is the whole idea, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Thank you for uh, the compliment. This has been a fantastic journey that got started about nine to 12 months ago. And we got born out of what's called the Emerging Stronger Task Force here in Singapore, which is really the government's attempt to try and say, how can we create jobs in a post-COVID environment here in Singapore? And a group of CEOs came together around a number of work streams, one of them being sustainability. And so I was asked to lead a private-public partnership, which is some of the things that Singapore does so very, very well. Through those nine months, what we did was we tried to articulate what would be a proposition that where Singapore could make a meaningful impact to the world positively. And it became quite obvious that carbon exchange, a carbon marketplace could be such a thing. A couple of the reasons for that were perhaps in hindsight pretty obvious. But first of all, Singapore has the infrastructure to do large-scale things. It has the innovation capacity, but it's also known for trust both in its financial system, but pretty much in all it does, I would argue. And secondly, we were in many respects seen as an honest broker because we're not seen as a particularly large buyer of carbon credits and also not a supplier of one. So the independence is quite logical. And then building on top of that, the four shareholders came together with the intention to form this entity. I say attention because this is, of course, all subject to final regulatory approval. But we wanted to solve some of the real big issue that has been plaguing the voluntary carbon market for a long, long time. One is the problem around the quality of the projects. Do they actually do what they say they do, i.e. sequester carbon? And secondly, could it lead companies to not address the hard issues of decarbonizing their own industries. And we felt that between us, we hopefully had the capacity and the expertise to address those things. CIX in many aspects, like we can talk about later, is trying to address those exact two issues head on. My personal conviction in this was reaffirmed during this process, especially because our initial focus is on nature-based solutions. 
So those are things like mangroves and reforestation and soil restorations. And when you start to see some of the statistics, right, you, you realize just how bad things are. Every six seconds, a football field of rainforest is cut down. And when you start to think about that, the numbers are just mindful. So we really need to get cracking right here, right now. Hence why I think this has a real potential to do some real good for the work if we get this right. Actually, it's very sobering when you offer perspectives like that, but it does motivate a person to want to do something about it now. And I, I guess that's exactly what you're saying, that CIX is all about what can I do right now? Well, perhaps not the individual, but certainly a company. Yeah. With that in mind, let's talk to Harry, because Harry, you're from SGX. This is obviously a hugely important project for SGX. And essentially, you've got an infrastructure there that can be used to really make this happen. Can you describe how this is going to work? Thanks for that, Manisha. So before we delve into how it will work, just want to touch upon the point that Mikkel mentioned. The core to our vision as CIX is for us to scale the carbon markets. And so the scaling part, right, just like how the JV partnership to be formed show, it's going to be all about partnerships. It's going to be about bringing the right people to the table, the suppliers, the buyers, the experts from various perspectives in order to really make this happen and impact that we want to create. So with that in mind, there are two parts to the two CIX that we've been working on. The first part is the carbon exchange, which is the digital platform that's going to enable buyers and suppliers to trade large volumes of high quality credits that Mikkel has described through standardized contracts. It is going to include MNCs and institutional investors, and it will provide the market with clearer price transparency and the standardization around here with defined set of terms and quality definitions against the carbon credits that will be delivered will be really key to that. The second portion is going to be project marketplace, and they are going to be interlinked. The project marketplace is going to be a digital platform for buying high quality carbon credits directly from the specific projects. There are still significant number of buyers who are looking for um, projects that ideally fit the strategy around sustainability that that particular company wants to meet. We are looking to flexibly serve different buyer needs, but ultimately aiming at providing a liquid of high quality standardized credits. Harry, could you just elaborate on who are your buyers and your sellers typically? We will be able to share that more in due course. But broadly speaking, we have been forming what's called a carbon coalition of buyers and sellers. And how it's going to work is we're going to work with them quite intensively in the coming months to really understand what are the bottlenecks of the supplier end and what are the bottlenecks of the buyer's end to really be able to scale this market? The platforms that we're creating is going to incorporate the needs of these buyers. But broadly speaking, we are serving the multinational institutions, the regional companies, local companies, and from financing side, investors who are already very keenly looking at how they can work together as part of the coalition. I like that you just ended talking about how people can work together, because with that, I want to transition to Gim Hui from Tomasek. As an investor, what is Tomasek's impetus for being a part of this collaboration? And I think it really underlines, doesn't it, Gim Hui, how important partnership and collaboration will be in solving global problems right now? 
I think it's absolutely essential uh, for us to work with one another to address the climate challenge. This is not business as usual. Businesses, investors, innovators, scientists, policymakers, NGOs will need to come together, uh, bring capabilities and networks to the table to try to address this challenge collectively. The CIX essentially is to try to build a marketplace for transactions to happen in a way that's robust, that actually brings about trust and integrity, and that also makes it easy and convenient for buyers and sellers who want to participate and contribute to climate action, uh, be able to do so in a way that is global and potentially uh, very scalable. Our interest in uh, supporting the CIX initiative is really to help build an ecosystem that will help the climate transition. That is probably one of the most important challenges that's confronting humanity today. Yeah, absolutely. You talked about scalability there. That's actually a subject that's come up that I've discussed previously with Daniel. Daniel, let's bring you in. I know that you've been looking for real action. I think we spoke almost a year ago about how much needs to happen and quickly when it comes to decarbonisation. Standard Chartered has a global footprint, but is especially strong in parts of the world that will be most at risk from climate change. We're already seeing that. Mikkel earlier was sharing some of the stories that are coming out of this region in terms of what's occurring here. How will a carbon exchange that's based in Singapore make a difference in some of your key markets? Thanks, Manisha. I think it's a, it's a great question. And I think, I think you're absolutely right. Emerging markets have already faced twice as much uh, negative impact from climate change as the developed markets and yet have the biggest opportunity to leapfrog to low carbon business models, but we haven't really seen the capital flowing. Green capital, if you like, is really focused on the developed market. So I think Climate Impact X's status as an agent hub offers the potential to sort of connect more than 50% of the world's potential carbon offset supply in Asia with this global demand and really catalyze capital towards effectively projects removal projects in emerging markets where a lot of these projects do sit. So I think it's, it does offer a huge opportunity. And I think as you and I have spoken before, to really tackle climate change, we need to catalyze more capital, standardize and offer really high quality standards, and then democratize this access. And what Climate Impact X does is it effectively offers a route to moving ahead on all those three things, catalyzing new capital into nature-based solutions that can tackle climate change, but also running to a standard set that is really high quality. And so I think one of our reasons for being involved is through the work that Bill, our CEO, is chairing through the Task Force of Scaling Voluntary Carbon Markets. And we really do see an opportunity to provide and improve what's happening in offset markets at the moment with high credibility standards um, we feel much more comfortable about in a way that then allows liquid contracts to form and more capital to kind of flow. As we've heard already, it's just then being able to channel that capital to kind of emerging markets and, and democratise their access. Yeah, absolutely. And that depends on having information in the right place, making sure that it's visible and, you know, there's accountability and transparency. With that, I'm going to round it back to Mikhail, because in the press, you've been quoted talking about how to do this right. What do you actually mean by that? Well, doing it right means many, many things. But the first thing for us is really getting the right products on our shelves. To do that, what you need to do is you need to work with the right partners. For us, it means that we become very, very selective. If you want to buy the cheapest carbon credits that are out there, you wouldn't come to our platform. 
So we developed our own criteria for our selections of projects. Now, obviously, we are an exchange and a marketplace, so we don't have an army of people that can do the actual verification. So we're still going to be building on them. But we can select the right projects between them that we are willing to put on. So that's one thing. The second bit is around the integrity around the trading infrastructure. So we now must make sure that the infrastructure are in place to facilitate seamless transactions. That's what we are known for. That's what we need to get right. And then finally, we appreciate that even if we pick the project that comes from one of the recognized registries, we can do more to bring some extra levels of validation. We want to bring level a new way of rating these things. There's a lot of complex information that you have to digest as a buyer out here. We want to make it easier by providing ratings. We also want to use technology to the fullest or at least to our best of our abilities. And one of the first things we'd like to introduce is satellite monitoring. And this is not just a gimmick. It actually has been proven to be quite effective is monitoring biomass growth, but also potential deforestation if you're dealing with forestry assets. And then we hope to price, give extra levels of price transparency. Today in the market, we see a lot of different prices, and it's not obvious why it is. So all these things goes into getting it right. About So if I were to summarize it, getting the right products on our shelf and then making sure that there's visibility about what these products do by use of technology and the right partners. Yeah, the technology is really exciting, particularly this idea of the satellite technology. Harry, we've spoken about this before, the satellite technology. Can this kind of tech revolutionize the way we monitor carbon in general? And obviously, just explain that in the context of how it would work with the Carbon Impact Exchange. Absolutely. There is a term being increasingly coined called spatial finance or usage of uh, spatial data. It's already been said that task force for nature-related financial disclosure is going to have significantly more focus on data, including spatial data, in order to ensure that there are standards and framework that get created for future reporting of nature-based financial disclosure. Touching upon that, as Mikkel had shared previously as well, we hope that the usage of data, so, so technology is a means to an end in this instance. We want to use technology for good. And in this instance, we want to use technology such as can we utilize satellite data? Can we actually utilize that in order to see that that tree there has actually sequestered the carbon that it says it would over a period of time, right? And be able to monitor that and where possible be able to use that as a reporting tool to be able to verify what that carbon credit actually represents. We think that is uh, hugely exciting and what's really going to open up the trust angle for the buyers. Yeah, absolutely. Kim Hui, how important is this gathering data aspect of what CIX can deliver? How important is that for you guys over at Tomasek? I think data is going to be one of the key attributes that will support the success of the CIX the ability to provide good data on the project, on the developers, to provide prices, whether it's forward pricing or transaction prices. This would actually help inform investment decisions by developers, capital providers, as well as uh, by the buyers who are interested to contribute and participate in uh, the carbon markets. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's interesting in the context of your role, MD climate change strategy, there was this idea perhaps even just a year ago, maybe two years ago, that anyone tasked with running a climate change strategy just didn't have all the information in one place. Does CIX make that easier? Yeah, I think data will be a very important attribute to the marketplace and helping to provide the consumer confidence that's necessary for investors, buyers and developers to participate confidently in a sustained manner in the carbon markets. And this actually goes beyond carbon markets to even how enterprises need to think about managing their carbon emissions, carbon footprinting, looking at the carbon intensity of their activities and making wise decisions around how they can support climate action through their daily operations and business decisions. Yep, a lot more visibility. Daniel, I have been very curious to ask you the next question, which is, we're beginning to hear more and more about the carbon impact exchange. It's been in the news, but there have been other exchanges before that deal with carbon trading, not necessarily voluntary ones. What I want to know is, What are clients asking you? Are you getting inquiries? What are the kind of questions that are coming up? And what's your position on them? It's a great question. And I think we have seen a a real sea change in interest in this space. And, And I think more importantly, if you like, a commitment of capital. As we all know, climate change has become a priority for most corporates going forward. And 80% of consumers say that they want their corporate providers to tackle climate change. We've got more than $5 trillion of asset under management that is aligned to a net zero pathway. And now 1,200 companies have set science-based targets to reduce emissions aligned with Paris and net zero. And I think we're going to see that number to grow. I think what people are trying to work out is exactly how do they decarbonize. And and I think this is really critical for Climate Impact X. We're not saying that this is an alternative to taking rapid steps towards decarbonizing our business models. I think everyone appreciates that this is something that needs to happen first. Um, And this is something we as a bank are very focused on and working very closely with our clients to achieve with a dedicated transition advisory team to really do that. But what offsets can do is help accelerate climate action beyond what can be achieved in the short to medium term from decarbonisation. And I think that's especially important for industries that are in the sort of hard to abate sector where there can't be simple changes just to electrify and power by renewables. This is what clients are trying to work out now is how do they commit capital to decarbonise their own business models, but then how do they accelerate that process and have started looking quite seriously at things like nature-based solutions um, in a credible manner in a way that everything we've just talked about, what Climate Impact X is is hoping to roll out. Are you of the view that Climate Impact X could help you educate your clients on the kind of opportunities that are available? Because I would imagine it's a bit of a minefield when there is so much information available, but it's it's spread. There are these projects all over the world and it's difficult to see everything in one place. I think that's really key because I think the problem is with sustainability and climate for the layperson, there is an alphabet soup of different standards, definitions, acronyms out there. And there is some real and understandable concern around sort of low quality carbon offsets and whether they really are doing what they say they are. And I think by putting high quality standards at the very heart of the exchange and then backing it by technology and the latest and ability to use things like satellites and others to really prove 
the, the standard and the data kind of match up, that is going to put the credibility of the exchange and therefore encourage people to take it much more seriously and look at a menu of different options that they can really embrace. Yeah, on that note, Mikkel, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about that. I want to understand what sets CIX apart from other similar ventures. It's the, the, the fact that we're obsessed with the need to get the quality right as this is a part. And on top of that, the ability to deliver institutional grade infrastructure to build this with. As you see the partners who are behind that, they're all building this type of infrastructure. So those two in combination. And then the ability to be curious about these new technologies. If you package these things together, I don't think anybody has something to match that. Now, that doesn't mean there's not other good venues out there, but I think that combination, which is all about trust and quality, is relatively unique to us. Now, that being said, we also appreciate that we're part of an ecosystem. So much of the conversation today has obviously been about the role that Standard Chartered Bank sees himself in and Tomasic, and that's all the ecosystem that we need around this. And Daniel was talking to you around the task force and the task force very validly talked about, I think, your 17 different areas that all need to kind of fit in together. And we are part of that, but we're very mindful that we want to build these partnership ecosystems, relationship. That will make us truly powerful when you see some of the elements like the financing, the marketplace, the technology place, the academic side, when these things come together, that's when it gets powerful. And that's why we built Sustained Tech Accelerator together with the World Bank and Vera and Tomasic and DBS and Google, because we really believe that the science and the technology has to be another important part of this ecosystem. Yeah, let me pick that up with Gim Hui, because this is something we've seen a lot with Tomasek, Tomasek investing in a number of companies that are at the forefront of strategies like this. Gim Hui, how important is it to make sure that you have those outside partnerships that will hopefully feed into something like Carbon Impact X? The success of the marketplace is dependent on the ability and the interest for participants to participate in it, right? So marketplace is not a marketplace without market participants. So the ability to have partnerships, uh, whether people who want to participate in the transactions or uh, entities that can provide technologies, developers who are willing to list their projects on exchange and buyers willing to go to the exchange to purchase offsets, will be absolutely critical for its success. And it is intended as a platform, right? An open platform that welcomes players to contribute, to participate in the workings of the market. Technology players, I think uh, it's been uh, said by quite a number of us, right? is going to be uh, a key differentiator. It will help to enable and support the marketplace. If you think about the successful functioning of any market, you're really talking about the ability to provide information that's robust, comparable, that is able to foster transparency in the workings of the market, is able to provide integrity. These transactions are trusted. There is no double claiming, double counting of credits, and the registry works in a way that works off real-time transactions. That integrity, I think, will be very, very important. And finally, making it very easy and convenient for people to participate in it. And you would think across these various attributes, so robust information, integrity, ease, convenience, technology is going to be a key enabler to make that happen in a manner that it's global and, and scalable and untrusted. 
Yep, absolutely. On that note, Harry, this is major, really, in terms of Singapore, this being in Singapore and setting a standard. Can you just share with us a little bit more about SGX's position in terms of being involved with this project and how important it is to the future landscape for the exchange? So the way we see it, we as an exchange and as that market infrastructure backbone, as well as a regulator, we have a very important role to play in bringing parties together, helping make partnerships happen, capacity building where it is necessary, and really listening to all of the different stakeholders to see how we can bring the ecosystem to another level. Now, when we think about decarbonization and credible transitions, as Daniel mentioned, it is going to be a journey for all of the stakeholders all around the world. The role that SGX wants to play is to be there at every point of that journey, whether you're peaking in terms of your GHG emissions or you're well on your way to your reductions, having set targets. We want to help uh, guide companies or so our listed companies in that community when they are wondering what is the best path to take, for example. Not that we'll be the one who are setting the standards, but we can certainly guide them in the right direction. And in that process of uh, rapid decarbonization, they will inevitably need financing from the likes of Kim Wei and from Standard Chartered and from DBS. And so can we be a marketplace to just like the carbon markets for other asset classes, can we provide a credible set of instruments that everyone can rely on to actually do what it says it will do in terms of decarbonization? And then finally, on the disclosure front, Kim Wei mentioned how critical it's going to be to have data in place. What we've noticed is there is clearly proliferation of data around ESG in general. What is still lacking is the apple-to-apple comparability. And so we're also seeing how we can support companies in that disclosure and, and to make the ingestation by the end users like investors and data services providers easier. Well, guys, it's been wonderful speaking to you, but I do want to wrap up with one last question for each of you. Let's begin with Mikkel. As the CEO of CIX and DBS Chief Sustainability Officer, in terms of this project, what does success look like? For me, uh, my proudest moment would be that we would have been part of dispelling the concerns that carbon credits, especially from nature-based solutions, are not doing good for the world. If we could nail that narrative and create a really big liquid market, then we would start to see that the flows goes into those projects which are so desperately needing them. If we could get that right, I think we've done something really good that we could be proud of for the next generations. Well, I certainly hope to get in touch with you in the future and see how it's all going once it's all launched, Mikkel. Thanks for that. I also wanted to ask you, Gim Hui, as the Managing Director, Climate Change Strategy at Tomasek, this must be a very exciting opportunity for you. It must keep you very busy. From your perspective, what does success look like? Success will be if we can raise awareness around climate issues, inspire action, and uh, provide a platform for entities and individuals to contribute to scale climate action. Okay, thanks so much for that. Harry, you have been in your role since the beginning of 2021, Head of Sustainability and Sustainable Finance at SGX. These are certainly exciting times for the exchange. What about you? We'd be so pleased 
if CIX contributes to the global movement to create liquid carbon markets with clear pricing signals and clear indication of quality that has been standardized. All right. I'm certainly with you on that. And uh, again, let's check back in one day and see how it's all going once this launch is off the ground. Finally, but last by no means least, Daniel over in London. Daniel, we've spoken a lot recently about pragmatism, the need for it and the need for it quickly and fast when it comes to climate change. Here you are involved with such a great initiative, the Climate Impact Exchange. For you, what would success look like? I think it's um, delivering on the potential of, of this fantastic group of partners and the great work that, that's been done by DBS, Tamasek, SGX and our others in terms of putting this together and create a marketplace that connects high integrity carbon credits with suppliers in the emerging markets, catalyzes capital to help support tackling climate change where it really matters most and lifting the sustainable development goals. Fantastic. It's been great speaking about this innovation today, and I'm very excited to see the launch of it and how it will go. And I wish you all luck. Mikkel Larson, Ms. Nio Gimhui, Harry Cho, and Daniel Hanna, thank you all for joining me. I'm Anisha Tank. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Industries in Transition, brought to you by Standard Chartered. Supporting clients for over 150 years, Standard Chartered empowers businesses and inspires change through ambitious social and environmental initiatives. Standard Chartered, driving commerce and prosperity whilst contributing to sustainable growth across the world's most dynamic markets.